I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do, if he says the horse can Well, welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice special, Friday, Breeders' Cup edition. We'll be talking with jockey Drayden Van Dyke, who's going to talk about his Breeders' Cup mounts for this weekend. We have on trainer, head of the California Thoroughbred Trainers Association, Owen Hardy, talking about the state of racing in California and talking about his horse, Fair Maiden, that runs this weekend at the Breeders' Cup. And then we have on my good friend, former pass rush specialist, Brian Cox, BC, who's going to pick a couple of races for us today in the uh, Saturday card at the Breeders' Cup. BC, what's up, man? How's it going? Man, I can't call it. Mike, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Of course, I'm excited. It's Breeders' Cup week, uh, Breeders' Cup weekend, and uh, I, I love football and can't get enough football. But you give me Breeders' Cup and you give me Derby week, I'm on fire. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's an exciting time, and uh, I'm glad that it's at Santa Anita, so you don't have to worry about the weather. Mm-hmm. And you could just, you know, kind of go through your, your your picks early in the week, and you can kind of stay with it, just kind of submit some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I, I asked you to do two tough races for me because I think both races are going to be very contentious, very exciting to watch. And I asked you to do the. I love saying this: the big ass fans. Breeders' Cup, Dirt Mile, and I ask you to do another race that's going to be contentious as all hell, and that's the Breeders' Cup Sprint. So you want to fire away with the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile uh, and give the fans your insight and what you're thinking and who you're picking. Okay, well, as I look at the uh, the race in this 10-horse field, you got four horses that are three-year-olds, and this race, to me, comes down to which three-year-old runs the best on this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, as we look at him, uh, John Expectations coming out the one hole. He's a grade two winner at a route going to Mountain 16th. My issue with him is he does have does not have any wins in 18 and 19, so he's 0 for 9, mm-hmm. which scares me. He only has one win at the track and one win at the distance, so he's a throwout for me. He'll mm-hmm. be stalking the pace, but he's a throwout for me. Mm-hmm. You go to a pro- improbable to three year old. The one thing that concerns me is he's never raced against older horses, but I do like the fact that they're turning them back from a mile and the eight coming out the Pennsylvania Derby mm-hmm. uh, that usually set horses up going a mile, which is sharpening them up a little bit. And then you look at his works, Bob Baffert is signaling that this horse is coming along well because usually when he fires a bullet mm-hmm. two races back, I mean two works back, that tells you that this horse is doing really well. I'm a little nervous about the draw on the inside, but I feel like this horse is a contender for sure on the turn back. Mm-hmm. We go to uh, Spun the Run, another three-year-old. He has a grade three win. Um, the only thing that concerned me is he's just come on the scene, national scene anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was beat by Mr. Money two races back in the uh, Pennsylvania Derby with Matt Wizard came running up the field. So I just kind of threw that race out. I don't think he wants to go that far. He comes back at Parks and runs a really good uh, race and a $100,000 claiming race. Maybe a cut below, but this is the kind of horse that is lightly raced. Again, he only has one race against older, but I feel good about the jockey change going to Irad Ortiz, uh, uh, Ortiz Jr. in this situation. And so I would look for this horse to be up on or near the pace. 
So he'd be a play for me. So, so far we got the two and the three, three O's, one time against older. Those two stay in the picture. The next horse, Mr. Money, he's a great three winner at the distance. He also is turning back, and he's never run against old horses, and he's only been this distance one time. They sharpen him up, though, when you look at uh, the race that they ran him in uh, the Pennsylvania Derby. Mm -hmm. They put him up on the lead, and he ran a little bit faster. So they got Gabriel Saez, who will be riding, who's a little more aggressive rider. So I think he'll be up on the pace a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He's another horse that I see in it. Mm -hmm. Then we got the uh, favorite, Omaha Beach, coming up. He's a great one winner. But it's at a route in sprint. He's never won at this distance. That scares me a little bit. He's only raced one time against older horses. This is his second time against older. So, to me, I like those four horses, and I got to decide who I'm going to put. Uh, the horse, the big unknown to me is when you look at Blue Chipper, uh, the Korean horse. Mm -hmm. He looked very good on TVG the other day in this breeze but I don't know where he fits in the race. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cold Front is fast enough. He's a great two winner at the distance. Um, he's going to be closer to the pace, but I don't know if he's good enough to be improbable and or uh, Omaha Beach. Mm -hmm. um, Snapper Sinclair is a long shot that will be coming from out of it late. I don't think late runners at this track is real good for me, so I'm looking for you know, one of the three yo. So. As I look at it, I think improbable, improbable will be good. He'll be up on the up on the pace, even though they turn him back. You can look at the works that look sharp. I think he will be the favorite to beat Omaha Beach to me. So I'm going two five exacta, and I'm gonna do a two four five uh, exacta as well. So I'm going three olds in that race. Wow, that's nice. That's a really good job handicapping those races, BC. A uh, lot of good information out there. I know Gary was on, and uh, I know you threw the one out. He he was fond of the one because if you look at the chart, he wrote he rode the horse four times back in seventeen, and so he he must have a little love for that horse. But I, I I'm with you. I don't I don't see that horse in there at all either. Sorry, Gary. Uh, but, but, but that's the only time. That's that that's the last time he won when Gary Stevens rode him in uh you know the San Antonio stage was his last win. Well, uh, outside of that, you don't see a win. So that's the concern for me with him. Yeah, no, he hasn't run in, like you said, he hasn't won in two years. And, and Gary's Gary's going to be sitting probably next to me during the race, so he can't win with the horse. So we're going <laughs> to <laughs> so we're gonna go to the Breeders' Cup Sprint. This race is loaded with talent. There's all kinds of horses in this race. I'm anxious to hear your take on it. So go ahead and fire away, BC, with the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Okay, so we go. We start with Catalina Cruiser. Mm -hmm. I don't like the post petition uh, position in particular, but when you look back, uh, August twenty fifth of eighteen and July twenty first at Del Mar, one was the Pat O'Brien going seven furlongs, and one was the Mile Sixteenth. He broke out the one hole. Mm -hmm. Now, I give you the fact that there were only four and five horses in the race, but he was able to sit a trip. He was able to sit right behind, and I guess turning for home, he was able to. Uh, get to the lead and win by daylight under Drayton Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go to Rosario, Rosario is going to be a little bit more laid-back rider. He's not going to push the horse to get to the lead. So I would expect that he's going to sit a trip uh, on the inside, and I, I think that he'll be either up on the pace a little uh, closer or he can stalk the pace as well. Uh, he is a grade two winner uh, and a grade three winner uh, uh, as a sprinter. And he's three for three this year, uh, which is real good for me. Uh, he's two for two at the distance.
like this horse. I think there's a ton of speed in there, but I think this is the horse that can sit a trip under Rosario. You look at him three races back going six and a half furlongs at the True North Grade 2 at Belmont. Uh, he broke in the number two hole, and uh, Rosario just set him back, you know, a couple lengths off the pace, just sitting a trip in behind horses. And then, you know, when they turned for home again, he got up to win by, by, uh, by uh, half a length over strike power. So feel good about him uh, in that position. Going on on the Hall Creek Hustle, that's the horse that Mikey's riding. He has no wins at the distance. He has not run at this track before. He'll be coming out the clouds. The only chance he has is, is if things fall apart, and there's so much speed up front that it could become a tussle on the front end. But I don't see Hall Creek Hustle having an opportunity to get into um, this race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perenze fired me. He's going to stalk the pace. He's a grade three winner. Um, to me, uh, he's a little bit slower. He's been beat by Imperial Hemp Matoli, Imperial Hemp Matoli in his four, last four races. Um, he does have, you know, five for six in the money at the distance with three wins out of six tries. But I think he's probably a little cut below. And I think this is his last race. They're going to send him out of here return. I'm also concerned that he only has one win and six starts this year. He'll get a piece, but I don't look at him as being a major contender mm-hmm. in the race. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Matoli. Coming out the four hole. Now, he's a grade three winner at the distance. Uh, he's a two time grade one winner at seven furlongs. I believe that this distance is too short for him. Mm. When you go and look at it, you know, it, when you look at the distance, it's going to pop off the screen like he's been a great horse at six furlongs because he has, you know, 10 starts with six wins, two seconds, two thirds, and he's made $750,000. But against lower quality competition, a lot of it's been at Oakland Park. A lot of it has been beating up on uh, horses that mm-hmm. you don't see in the past performances or any other horses in, in the speed. He is an awfully fast horse when he gets going, but I think his best distance is seven furlongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, two back, when you look at the race, at six furlong when the Vanderbilt, when he ran against the Imperial Hint and Imperial Hint beat him. I give him a little bit of an excuse because they say he hit the gate, but he was also in the one hole, so Imperial Hint was outside of him. A faster horse, just as fast a horse outside of him. I think that'll be the same Excuse thing today. Uh, Engage, the five horse. He's a grade two and three winner at the distance. Uh, the jockey chain is going to uh, John Velasquez, which tells me that Jose Ortiz felt more comfortable and he felt better riding in the situation where he was going to ride chance a lot. So to me, Engage is a horse that, you know, I'll be looking at. At the distance, he has eight starts, five wins, one second place, one just under $450,000. So I can see him getting a piece of the deal. Mm-hmm. He's going to be off the pace a little further back, in my opinion, uh, stalking the trip or maybe even closing uh, in this race. Chancellor, to me, Chancellor is a grade two winner. He has the outside speed. He's the fastest horse in the race. Uh, that's where I'm going to be leaning towards Chancellor to get to the lead. I know I said that, you know, Catalina Cruiser is going to be speed. You know, Matole will be up there on the speed. But usually horses that are really fast, they get a chance to sit on the outside. They can look and see what the horses are doing inside instead of trip. So, to me, Jose Ortiz Ortiz is riding this horse for the first time. Um, I feel good about him. Big money rider, big scenarios, big situations. He's not going to put this horse on the lead, although this horse is very fast. I would see him sitting outside, sitting a nice stalking trip, you know, maybe a length, two lengths off the pace, and letting Matole and Catalina Cruiser 
battle for the lead up front with him just sitting outside and maybe even perhaps engaged sitting outside. Next, you got the old Warhouse, uh, uh, Warhorse, uh, Whitmore. Mm-hmm. He's a grade one winner at seven furlongs, grade three winner at the distance uh, on the PPs. He's 16 for 17 at the money in the distance. I don't think he's fast enough anymore. I do see him getting up, getting a piece of it when you look at it. The next one, uh, we look at Lenderskull, very fast, another fast horse. So when you look at Catalina Cruiser, when you look at Lenderskull, when you look at Chancellor, when you look at Matoli, all four of those horses are going to be battling for the lead going at it. This horse will sit a trip. I think this horse will get a piece of the money when you look at it. Again, he is a a three-year-old that's getting good at the right time. He's only run against older horses one time uh, in the last time in the Gallon Bob. Uh, at Parks, he ran a good second to King Jack. Uh, really fast horse. I don't know if he's as fast as um, Imperial Hint. I don't know if he's as fast as Chancellor, but I do see this horse having an opportunity because he's a speed horse sitting on the outside. He'll give you a run for your money, turn it for home. You'll be cheering his name and excited for him because he does have that type of speed. Uh, the next horse I look at is Imperial Hint, the nine horse. He's a great one winner at the distance. He's 15 to 16 in the money at the distance. To me, that's a real good horse. So to me, when I look at it, I feel like there's a ton of speed. There are a lot of horses that are going to be within one or two uh, lengths of the pace. This, horse, this, this race could fall apart and, and leave it open for a horse like Whitmore or Hall Creek Hustle. I'm not going that way. I'm betting the best of the best. I'm going to put Imperial Hen on top. Uh, and then secondly, I put Chancellor on top in my two tickets. I think Matoli gets upset here only because he has the worst post of the two, and I don't think six furlongs is his best distance. So to me, either Chancellor's going to get outside and, and get outside speed and be out and, 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 and pin Catalina Cruz on the rail, he'll either have to get run down by Imperial Hint or either he holds on to win it. I don't think Matoli gets to him. And I do think Catalina Cruiser has an opportunity to hit the board for the exacta in second or the trifecta in third. So it'll be, I'm going to do a, a 6 9 box. I'm going to go 6-9 with 1, uh, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9 mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. in, terms of in, the, in terms of an exacta and trifectas when I do it. Because I can't separate the 6 and the 9. Mm-hmm. To me, the outside speed has the advantage in both cases with Chancellor getting the jockeys changed, and with somebody like Javier Castellano who's written um, who, who's written Imperial Hint um, for numerous times and understands the horse, I think he might be the best horse at the distance in the country. Yeah, so I'm staying Imperial Hint. Yeah, and he went off last year's sprint uh, at Churchill as the favorite. That's Imperial Hint. So uh, what a great breakdown of these races. Um, I can see that. I... Uh, you put a couple things out there for me that I wasn't looking at. I'm glad uh, that you went through that race. So what a great job. You must be uh, pretty bored to give me all that information you got. <laughs> you, uh, hopefully you're going to hit some good good hits this weekend. I hope the heck I hit some. I'm going to head down there Saturday and uh, support Mike Pagram in the Classic with McKenzie. So uh, I'll, put in hey, a, I'll put in I, a good I, word for I, you. I, I, I love Mike Pagram, but mm. I don't – think McKenzie wants to go that far. I'm I'm afraid. I'm a, I'm afraid. I don't think he wants that distance. Who do you like? I know Mike 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 Smith says he wants the distance, but I haven't seen anything that says he wanted. I think they're gonna try to put him too close to the pace. 
think they're going to try to go. So for me, I like either Vino Rosso or Cole Devonna from the outside uh-huh, sitting uh-huh. just off the pace. I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's good because uh, Gary didn't pick McKenzie either, uh, Stevens. He he was not there either. So, well, that's good, man. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'll holler at you during the weekend. If I hear anything, I'll hit you up with a text. Yes, sir, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. Be good. All right, you too. All right, go Panthers. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. My next guest is Owen Hardy, the trainer of the 10-horse Fair Maiden in the Juvenile Phillies turf. Owen won his first Breeders' Cup in 2001 with a really nice Philly tempera for Gundolphin. Owen, welcome back to the show, and tell the fans how your week is going. Mike, I'm glad to be back. Um, my week is going good. My filly, she's fit. She's happy. She worked very well the other day, and mm-hmm. all the serious work is done. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, kind of living on my nerves now, and hope I get to the start gate in one piece. I know. Uh, I know. I'm sure you will, but I know I talked to Drayden Van Dyke, the jockey of Fair Maiden. Uh, he was very thrilled about how the horse has been training up to the race. And also, I want to remind the fans that way back, I don't know, a month or so ago, you gave out Fair Maiden on our show. Uh, was really exciting. She won by seven lengths that day at three to one. We were pretty thrilled to get that, and we appreciate that. You're now the head of the uh, California Trainers Association. Why don't you give us a really quick update on anything that the fans might want to hear that's going on in California racing? I know Mike Pegram was on. And he spoke a little bit about it, and so was trainer Doug O'Neill. Well, you know, it's it's been a difficult year, you know, and that comes as no surprise to anybody. We're certainly facing our challenges out here, but there's, you know, it seems like it seems like we've we've turned the corner. We're just mm-hmm. trying to keep keep everything as safe as possible and renew some faith in our product. And I think that's being done. I know Doug's been doing a lot of grassroots stuff out there with his counter protests. Yeah, seems to be making some ground there. Yep. Um, it's not easy. Every day is a challenge, but but I, th- I think I think we're heading in the right direction. I think we can get the ship righted sooner rather than later. Well, I hope so because I'm, as you know, I'm an avid horse racing fan, as are a bunch of my friends, and we want to see California racing uh, California racing continue to flourish and get back to the prominence that it used to be. Santa Anita, of course, is one of the be- most beautiful tracks in the country, if not in the world and i've been going down there for a long long time over 30 years and i'd hate to see anything you know go away i don't want to see it go away but tell me we were talking before we went on air we were talking through your race a very very contentious race there are a number of horses that could win this race i talked to chad brown yesterday he has selflessly in there but you also have a horse in there named Cristal for John Kimmel, who ran second uh, to Cristal. Take us through the race as you see it setting up and what your horse has to do to win the race or get a, uh, get a piece of the pot. Well, my horse has a lot of uh, a lot of speed, and that's her biggest asset. In fact, it's the biggest asset of any horse anywhere. If you don't have speed, you're in trouble. And thankfully, my horse has someone that she should be quick away from the gate and strategically placed. That's my goal because I'm kind of drawn wide. I'm out in the 10 hole. Mm-hmm. So I need to get over as quick 
as possible in order to save some ground going into that first turn. Luckily, the bulk of the horses on the inside of me are European horses, and even though they, they might have European speed, I can't see them having what we call California speed. So but the main speed of the race is drawn just outside of me. I can't remember her name, but just looking at the PPs, I saw that, noted that. So I'm thinking she'll beat me into the turn, uh, which is fine, and hopefully I can race off of her. And then the, the key after that is um, slowing it down. Mm-hmm. You know, if we get get around there in a, in a reasonable fashion, we can get 47, 48 for the half. We're in good shape. Mm-hmm. I think anything much faster than that, then we're really going to set it up for these Europeans. But if I get around the, the first turn in the, in the top flight, and they're not going too fast, I think I have a very legitimate chance of winning. Well, that's exciting to hear, and I know that Drayden, as I said, was fired up about the horse, and uh, especially the way the horse has been training. And that's that's all I and the fans could ask for is a, a is a decent report on how the horses are training and if they're training well. If there's a lot of racing luck involved, like you said. If we can slow the race down a little bit, that'll help. But uh, best of luck to you. I'll I'll be getting in on Saturday. Give you a shout and. I'm praying and hoping that fair maiden who, because I'm a little bit like you give out a horse on our show and the horse wins. Now I got to root for the horse. So, uh, you well, exactly. Get, you're, you're stuck with this. I'm stuck. I'm, st- I'm stuck with the horse. I'm stuck with John Sadler's encoder because he gave that horse out on the show. I'm stuck with Baffert's eight, eight rings because he gave that horse out on the show. <laughs> so some of my bets have, well, my, some of my bets have been made for me already. Right. <laughs> Well, one thing, uh, one other thing, I put this, uh, put a small set of blinkers on this filly. Mm-hmm. If you watched her last race, she probably should have won, but she was ducking left and right in the stretch. I noticed she was ducking from other horses or, or ducking from the whip. Mm-hmm. But with these these blinkers, she's a lot more focused, and you know maybe that's another uh, another arrow in my quiver, as they say. Well, that's a good that's a good little tidbit of info for the fans. Well, listen, have a great week, and uh, I'll see you Saturday. And okay, Mike, best of luck, Owen. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Take okay. care. Thanks right. for calling. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Can do, can do. This guy says the horse can do. If he says the horse can do, can do. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. And my next guest is a red-hot jockey in California. Uh, Santa Anita's his home track. That's Drayden Van Dyke. How we doing, Drayden? Doing really well, thank you. How was the golf game today? Any good? <laughs> yeah, I shot pretty good. I shot eighty six. That's that's pretty normal for me. So that's shot, a, shot shot normal. That's nice. That's good. I, yeah. I, I used to shoot eighty six to ninety two. Now I shoot a hundred and two. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's start out. Let's talk about for the fans. Uh, you have four horses in, correct? Yes, sir. Let's start out with a horse that actually uh, you're the trainer, uh, Owen Hardy gave us on this show on odds and ends with Mike Tice is in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf, and that's the 10-horse Fair Maiden for Godolphin. Tell uh, the fans a little bit about Fair Maiden, if you will. Well, uh, she's, first of all, she's been, she's been working very, very well. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've worked her about five or six times since she's been stabled here at Santa Anita. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and every one, her first one was very impressive to me, and, and she just, she's rattled off, uh, very consecutive uh, good work so I'm, I'm very excited about her i mean if you look at her pps and stuff mm-hmm. uh she's she's run the highest number buyer number out of out of all the horses uh, back when she won by i think she won about by about 12 at, at woodbine mm-hmm. 
a little stake up there. Then she, then she ran a good third. She was up there in a grade one. She was uh, a bit green. So Owen Owen suggested to, to put some blinkers on, and uh, she's very focused, uh, likes a target. So I, I think all systems systems are go for her. I just gotta work out a trip, obviously, and uh, hopefully she's there for me. Yeah, but uh, I couldn't be happier the way she's how she's working. Well, that's what everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to hear uh, how well the horses are working, and that's all we can ask for as fans. And uh, I know Owen's going to be on the show tonight, so uh, 7 o'clock, and uh, I, I'm excited to hear what he's got to say. But I know when he was on the show a few months ago or a month or so ago, he gave out that horse. It ran a, a third in the, uh, in, at Woodbine in that grade one on the Talma, but uh, he was very, very high on that horse, so I'm glad to hear the horse is training well. Let's move right. on. Let's move on to the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. <clears throat> this race is loaded. Uh, Bellafina is in there. Uh, not even the favorite. Come Dancing is the favorite for uh, Carlos Martin. And then you've got Kofefe uh, for Brad Cox in there. And you are on Lady Ninja, the five horse, 10 to 1 in the morning line. Tell the fans a little bit about you've ridden this horse before and won the L.A. Woman uh, grade three at Santa Anita going six and a half. Tell the fans about uh, Lady Ninja. Well, first of all, Lady Ninja, she's uh, she's a gritty little thing. She she likes a battle, and uh, I really really like that about her. Um, if if I get in a battle with a horse, I know she's gonna give it her all to try to beat that horse. But I mean, I, there's there's a few few really tough horses in there, obviously Kopefe, mm-hmm. but she she drew the rail, so I mean she's she's uh, she's got to go, obviously, and and come dancing, which. I've I've watched some uh, some breezes of that horse uh, recently on XBTV and I mean working lights out. So it's, none of these races are going to be easy. Nope, but, nope. Uh, my my horse my horse is doing well from from what Richard Baltus has said. Uh, she works fifty eight and change down and she stabled at San Luis Ray and uh, I think that was a very very in hand work. Like she was doing it very easy and uh, that track's pretty deep as as Santa Anita is. So that's pretty impressive. So. I mean, we drew a good post. Uh, she's tactical. We drew the five hole, so I'm just gonna break and uh, you know see how the race sets up. But I'm just gonna be try to place myself tac- tactically uh, where I need to be and and go from there. You know, I mean, she's gotta she's gotta do the running, but I'm gonna try to do the best I can to put her in the best spot. So nice, nice. So well, you got chances. You know, you got chances. I I, yeah. I I like Fair Maiden. I think. Uh, I think uh, that Fair Maiden is going to run really big in this race. Uh, TVG Breeders' Cup Mile is up, a, a, a turf race. Um, Simon Callahan has you on True Valor, another uh, five horse, so maybe five will be your lucky number. True Valor, True Valor uh, you ro- rode in the City of uh, Handicap, City of Hope, excuse me, City of Hope Mile. And, uh, I believe it's called, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, 16, almost 17 to 1. Big win, true valor. Tell the fans a little bit about the magic this horse has in it. And since it's come over to America, it uh, has run pretty damn well. Yeah, so he, he was, uh, I was very impressed with him. Uh, he, he came off a very long layoff as well, I believe. It was, if not a year, if, if not right at a year, a little bit over a year, uh, he, he ran that race uh, in the city of Hope Mile. And, uh, so I think he's gonna even run run a better race this time. So I mean, he he fits, and, and once again, it's the best horses in, in the entire world mm-hmm. all in all in one race. And uh, so he's gonna have to bring his A plus race. But if he brings it, um, I'm not without a chance. He's he's 
one that he likes to be covered up, so I need to get him covered up from the start and uh, and kind of go from there. But that's the main thing with him is to be covered up and get him in a nice little rhythm and um, uh, work work my way through through the field. But uh, like I said, uh, he's doing well as well, so let's get lucky. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, he's one of the, the horses in that race that has 100 buyers, three-figure buyer figure, Uni, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chad Brown is one that has a little bit higher buyer, but shoot, like you said, this is Breeders' Cup. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, and uh, Circus Maximus, of course, will be the favorite for Aiden O'Brien coming uh, from uh, Longchamp, uh, ridden by Ryan Moore. But anything can happen in these races, and I think uh, I think you have a good another good shot to uh, get a piece of the action or, or jump up and win one, a bomb, win a bomb for Coach, would you, man? That'd be great. I love him. I know. Breeders' Cup, this staff, uh, what a great race this is. You have LaForce in there for Patty Gallagher. This is an eight horse. You don't have another five. So uh, <clears throat> tell us about this horse. This horse has been running a lot of big races and has been close a lot of the time. Especially, yes. Yeah, go ahead and talk about, uh, yeah, talk La- about her. LaForce, is, uh, she's such a consistent mare, which you got to respect that about a, about a mare like her and uh, you can't you can't sleep on her because she she always gives you that that run very strong three eighths three eighths move to be honest and uh, so if things get crazy up front I mean that's kind of what I I need to happen for the, for the race to happen and uh, and uh, if she's gonna be there she she always has so I'm confident in her and uh, I mean but the main thing with this one is we got we got to get lucky to to have the race set up for us in my opinion but. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, they could, they could go really slow, and, and and I can't close into a slow pace. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just have to see see how it sets up. Well, you got four good shots. You can bring home one of the bombs for for us fans that would like to get off the chalk once and again. So why don't you bring one? <laughs> why don't you bring one home for us all at double digits and uh, have a great weekend? What you got? Anything else in the undercard that you like that you want to sneak in there for the fans this weekend? Did yeah, you? I do. Um, I, I ride the the first race on Friday. The name of the race is it was the marathon. It's, it's that mile and three quarter race on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ride. It's in the post for for Jeff Mullins. Oh yeah, that's a nice uh, race. Yeah, so I I mean the the horse that beat us last time on the dirt down in Del Mar is Campaign uh, horse of John Sadler's yep. and uh, so I mean but my horse the further he runs the the better he is so I'm he, he's definitely one to to look out for. Well, that's exciting to hear, and the fans will like that, especially after we hit that early double. But uh, listen, have a good week. Enjoy the excitement. I know Breeders' Cup is always uh, great, and I'm going to get down there Saturday, so I'll give you a shout-out Saturday, and and good luck, and uh, take home the prize this weekend, would you? For sure. I mean, try my hardest, for sure. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. No problem. Well, that's it for this week's episode, the final episode of Breeders' Cup Special Odds and ends with Mike Tice. I'd like to thank my guest, Drayden Van Dyke, Owen Hardy, trainer of Fair Maiden, and my good friend, Brian Cox, for breaking down those two races for us. Have a great weekend. I hope all your horses are winning horses, and do not forget, I'd rather have a short price than a long face.